Welcome to the First Church Podcast, a resource of First Church of God in Columbia City, Indiana. Our goal is to provide you with tools that you can use to help you in your new or growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Hi, my name is Jordan Chapel. I'm the middle school pastor here at First Church of God. Welcome to the podcast. Today in our Timeless series, we are uh, hopping into the major prophets, starting off with the book of Isaiah, and uh, the prophets were really kind of existed to uh, forewarn of either God's judgment or, or God's grace that was uh, impending, and they really kind of tried to get them to uh, steer directions to say, hey, things aren't going right. We're, we're not being faithful to the covenant. We have to change something, and we're going to experience God's judgment. Um, and, and so we, we have a lot of rich content that comes uh, from these books, um, talking about repenting, that's, I feel like, just as relevant for us today. And so, uh, right now we're going to hop into, like I said, the book of Isaiah, and I want to read a verse from chapter 54, and then a few verses from 55. In chapter 54, uh, verse 1 says this, Sing, O barren one who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not been in labor. And at first reading, it's, it's kind of confusing and we're, we're a little bit removed from the context. But in a culture um, that, especially the Israelites, who one of the promised blessings was like to be made a great nation. And so there's this idea that, that childbearing or, and having uh, children who are going to pass down uh, the lineage and grow into this great nation that they already were, but it was this uh, held promise. And so um, this idea that Isaiah is saying, sing, O barren one. Like, uh, who did not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud. Singing is what you do when you're excited about something, when you're rejoicing in something. And so we we see Isaiah giving kind of a mixed message here because he's saying, uh, rejoice, sing about this thing that to you in your culture, and even in in some respects now in our culture, would have been super sad and, and would have brought all this sorrow with it. So Isaiah is saying, sing and rejoice inside of your sorrow. And why is it, how is it that we can sing inside of our sorrow? Why would Isaiah be saying this? And especially in an issue that is so near and dear to people's hearts. And then he continues in chapter 55, again, starting in verse 1. He kind of talks about the same idea. And he says, come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. How is that possible? How is that possible? He's saying, like, come enjoy the good things of God. Come enjoy the blessings of God. Even if you don't have money, come and, and buy. And, and how does that happen? He says, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? And so we get this picture, the same sort of picture that's uh, portrayed in chapter 54 of coming and seeking and thirsting these things that are going to satisfy the deepest longings of our soul. And, and, and this person who's singing and rejoicing in her barrenness is rejoicing in the fact that she did not have this thing. But how can she rejoice in that? Uh, because God has provided for her. Because God is enough. And the same thing in chapter 55. How can someone come by when they don't have any money? How can someone come enjoy the good things that are going to satisfy the longings of their soul when they don't have any buying power? Because God has provided for them. 
This is the grace. This is the mercy. This is the steadfast love that we have experienced as Jesus followers. Like we have nothing to offer, but we still get to come and partake in the good gifts of God's grace. I think it was Timothy Keller who, who once said, the only thing we have to offer is nothing. And so it's when we come with a humble spirit. It's when we come with this, uh, this almost sense of brokenness saying, I don't have anything to offer, but I know you are the giver, God, of all good things. I want what you have to offer. It's when we move into this understanding of where we sit in relationship with God that we are able uh, to, to enjoy the gifts of God's grace and be satisfied with the goodness in the presence of God. Again, even when we have nothing to offer. We're coming to him saying, I know I've fallen short of your glory. I know I don't have anything that can like further this relationship. All of the goodness is coming from your end, but I still want to rejoice in what I don't have, knowing that I have everything that I need in